When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome to the show. I am James Broadhurst. Joining me is Cal Robson. How are you, Cal? Good. I'm even better after that intro, the new intro this week. Hear yeah. my name for the first time. So. That's right. You've hit the big time, mate. Uh, anyone wondering where Lex Peche is? Uh, she's uh, off the show uh, for a few weeks, uh, studying. And we hope to have her back uh, later on in the year, in the year. I think we've probably just lost half our uh, listenership right there. Carol. Exactly. Yeah. Um, she's doing more important things. So <laughs> that's the way it should be said. Than joining us. That's right. Yeah, well, but we do hope to have her back. In fact, we'll, we might check in with her in a few weeks. Hopefully, she'll be available to to come in. Let's hope. Uh, anyway, we'll uh, look forward to that when it happens. As always, Cal, plenty of good racing to look forward to. Uh, over the next few nights. But before we do that, let's go back in time to last Friday night at Mandra. Mermaid Manelli taking out the winter sprint final. Let's catch the concluding stages of that race. Mermaid Manelli leads by four on Mauritian Sniper. Running on now, Buster the Brute, but it's surely vain pursuit. Mermaid Manelli still four in front of Buster the Brute, and Mermaid Manelli wins the winter sprint over Buster the Brute tandem at pace. And fourth over, Pixie Manelli just ahead of Turbo Fun. Then Chomp Manelli, Brooksy Manelli. Buster the Brute in vain pursuit. Not the words you wanted to hear, Cal. Uh, your Greyhound running second was a decent race, uh, i got to say, but Mermaid too good. Out in front once again over this 405-metre journey is now 10 from 11 over that distance. Superb over the short course, isn't it, Mermaid Manelli? Very good. Obviously a lightning beginner in, in any race we talk about. If you're a leader in a big race, you're out of trouble, which there was in behind, and um, she ran good time in, in winning as well. So um, very hard to run down. Um, obviously Buster, he came out a bit too good in his box matters where he does want to get down to the inside, Tandem at pace didn't jump that well, so he would have seen a little bit of room there and crashed down to the fence and in proceeding that clipped heels and then dropped back through the field. But I thought he was still very good in, in the run. He's Unfortunately for him, back up to the 520s this week, so he'll have to try a little bit harder and for a little bit longer in the races. So, Well, you should be happy. You've been calling for him to be up to the 520s. But, but you mentioned uh, Tandem at pace. Obviously, Buster the Brute and Mermaid Manali clash again. We'll talk about that race in a moment, uh, but just quickly, Cal, I want to touch on this litter of Mermaid Manelli's, uh, the litter that Mermaid Manelli came from, Fernando Bale, Shahana Manelli. How good is Fernando Bale as a sire, by the way? Just throwing winners left, right and centre. We'll have to find out how many of them. It must be the, the new Brett Lee, I reckon, uh, this dog, Fernando Bale. We're talking about the M- Mermaid Manelli's litter specifically, nine greyhounds out of that litter, all nine of them raced. We've got Werewolf Manelli, Red Cap, Pixie, Nessie, Sandman, Shimra, Cerebus, Centaur. All of them have won races. Between them, 85 wins and plenty to come. 
Like that that is some serious litter, isn't it? Yeah, and they're only young. I mean, all of them are competing in the Derby this year, so right. they can't be that old. Um, these dogs are probably plenty more wins. Obviously, I think Sandman went and missed, but. Um, apart from that, um, Mermaid Minnelli obviously probably headlines that field just with yep. her brilliance early. But there are some very good um, chasers and some very consistent dogs in that in that uh, litter as well. David Hobby, uh, the uh, breeder and trainer, good to see him, uh, the battler like him, finally uh, breaking through and getting some well earned success, isn't it? Yeah, I think the the guy that was pre- presenting the trophy to Hobby made a nice joke on the night saying, oh, "It's the first time I've ever presented a trophy to you." So um, good to see it. obviously the battlers getting up in the big races. <laughs> That's right. Okay, we'll talk about Mermaid Cat. Uh, Catching up with Buster the Brute again. That's happening on Saturday night. But prior to that, Cal, some big uh, racing happening on the Friday night meeting. Uh, let's have a look at uh, some of the ones that we've we've highlighted as as maybe the ones to look at. Race five. This is a Grade Four, uh, three four over the four or five metre journey. Tandemet Pacer third in that Winter Sprint final uh, comes into this one. What about some of the other uh, greyhounds that? Uh, look likely to feature here. We have Frella Forward that's a very good dog early in the race and has been in really good form. Um, mm. Has won five of the last eight races and hasn't missed a place in all those. So very consistent dog. Overall time's probably not quite there with them. Uh, Clifton Flyer is a dog that uh, was very good last start. Is a little bit hit and miss at box rise though. And obviously Son of Jamaica. We've talked about this dog a lot on the show. Very young. Box seven has to be the query here, but if Sun and Jamaica gets across, I think it's definitely the likely uh, winner of this race. Yes, probably the quickest out of the lot uh, in terms of overall times. Fear Alla Forward, you mentioned there. Form line, absolutely superb. We've won five of uh, last eight starts and hasn't missed a place in that time. Do, do you think uh, Fear Alla Forward can lead this one? I think Sun and Jamaica leads. Um, From seven? Box seven is obviously not ideal for Sun and Jamaica, but in saying that's a dog that doesn't crash mad to the fence. So we'll come across, but we'll have to get out of the boxes really well in, in a race like this. Okay. Leads, but does it win? Tandem and Pace, a uh, big chance here? Well, I think the, I think Tandem and Pace be thereabouts around favouritism for this race. Um, I got into a bit of a Twitter argument during the week. <laughs> That's with, not like you. With the with the owner of Tandem and Pace, Peter Cameron, right. and uh, we'll argue about the run of the race in the in the big one. So um, hopefully he puts yeah, his money where his mouth is, and we'll see uh, Tandem and Pace hopefully start favourite in this race, and yeah, we can uh, take it on with Son of Jamaica. What is it with you and Peter Cameron? You're bagging our Campini now, Tandem and Pace. Like uh... I, th- I think it's just a bit of competition. Um, <laughs> Obviously, he he doesn't like that Buster gets all the good boxes in the big races, but um, I freshly remind him that over 490, we had box two, Campini had box one, and we still beat him. So um, I'm not sure I'm not sure where he goes with all these stats, but he definitely has an agenda. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Peter Cameron there, hopefully uh, looking to get Tanwood pace up in race five on Friday night. A couple of races later in race seven, we've got Hurricane Tears going around here in... Uh, 647-metre race. Now, this dog comes in into this event after running a really quick time over the 600 at Cannington last start. We hadn't seen a whole lot from this greyhound over the few months that it's been over here, but that race last start is an indication, finally, of this greyhound's talent. Is it likely to do it again at Mandron Friday night? Well, it looks your early leader, and that's the key. Uh, it's very like Flake Minnelli. If it leads, it runs really good time. If it's back in the field, it just doesn't run at all. So if you have it leading, then you'd want to be on because it can run the really good times. I mean, 
that's close to the track record. I think one and a half links outside the track record, bowling along out in front. We've seen it race over the 7.15 before, so the 6.47 shouldn't be a problem. Has had a couple of runs now. That uh, leading performance over 600 will make sure the fitness is there, and I think it's definitely the one to beat. But the interesting dog is We the People. Uh, last start was very quick over the 5.20, didn't have um, everything to go its way, and was the quickest run home of 2020 over the 5.20. So... Um, I know they have big opinions of this dog, and, well, based off the 490 run home and the 520 run home, the step up to di- um, in distance looks um, very suitable, and I know that there's been a bit of money for the for, for the Galaxy as well. Okay, all right. Uh, already, the Galaxy? Already, yeah. Okay. I think, I think there's big, uh, yeah, big market flux there. Wow, okay. So it's had the two starts in WA so far, formerly from New South Wales. We are... The people only had the three wins from 23 starts, Cal. Where's this confidence coming from? Well, I think it's a dog that gets back and run on, and we know that they are low percentage dogs. Uh, Since it's come over, I think it's probably producing better and better. I know it was quite thought about. I know a lot of people that wanted to buy the dog, and obviously I think Ryan's in the ownership. He has got it over here, and um, they're reaping the rewards. I mean, last start over the 520, that run has to be seen to be believed. It was incredible. Okay, Ryan Levitsky, that is. They're one of our race calls here. Okay, so that's uh, Hurricane Tears. We the people, amongst others, race seven. Can't uh, leave Friday night's racing without a quick mention of my boy, Einsteinium. Back to the 405 metre journey. Cal, you prefer this dog over this distance, don't you? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think it's a dog that's got one of the best musters in WA and obviously the 405 start you've got that long stretch that first turn this dog can accelerate out of the boxes and lead here and if he's going as well as he has been in the past he'll blow this field away I totally agree that's race 8 on Steinium one of the most exciting short courses in the state in my opinion Saturday night Cal, we mentioned it before, Mermaid v. Buster, head-to-head once again. This is over the 520, not over the 405, so Mermaid Manali will lead, undoubtedly, but will be vulnerable here. So big chance for for Buster uh, to uh, play a role here. Also, what about Kiss Me Linda last start, dialing the clock back uh, with an all-the-way victory. That uh, Greyhound's in this race uh, as well. So this is an interesting one, race four on Saturday. Uh, very interesting. There's a whole heap of early speed. you got Chevy's entry in one, which gets out the box as well. Obviously, Mermaid Manelli's the best uh, starter in WA. Uh, Kiss Me Linda flew out last start and ran really quick sectionals. So all those three, Bus has drawn outside of them. So I, don't, I think he'll be having a run this week and... Just running around, getting his fitness back up. I don't think he can win this dog race. Really? Uh, just the way it sets up in the early speed. He's a dog over the 520 that needs to lead because um, he needs to explode around those 380 boxes and get a good run down the back and break the dog's hearts. If he can't lead here, then he's he's gets tired late and everyone knows that. So, uh, um, You've heard it here first. He's not he's not backing Buster, all right? Okay. No. So who think, wins this one? I then? think he'll open up seriously under the odds too. I think Sunset Milo gets a really good run. Uh, Chevy's entry in Mermaid Minnelli both uh, are very wide runners. Sunset Milo is the closest to the fence here. Kiss Melinda won't put any pressure on the fence. There's not many railers in this race. Sunset Milo gets up the rail. It's a dog that's in really, really good form. Uh, if it gets half a run, and you watched a run last week behind Kiss Melinda, taking massive ground off even after a lot of trouble. I think gets a good, perfect run up the fence and will be winning this dog race. Well, Sunset Milo in uh, what is a very competitive uh, field. All right, the very next race is a Grade Five 
Series final. This is race five on Saturday night. Another good one, this one. I really like the run of Polly's Ariana to win the heat last week. Now one uh, past three starts and is a very strong chaser. Gets the pole here. Is this game set and match, Polly's Ariana? I know it's a, it's a nice field. Well, it can never be game set and match with Polly's Ariana. And obviously, I've been stressing this point a lot today. It doesn't have a lot of early speed, so it's always going to be back in the ruck and needs a bit of trouble. You do have a couple of railers in Naughty Gun, Withers, Minnelli, that are blessed with a lot of early speed that will land in, punt in front of Polly's Ariana. Obviously, Polly's Ariana has to get them. Uh, if they're camped on the rail, Polly's Ariana has to go around them. Um, it's a dog that doesn't run at its best when going around dogs on the outside. So, although I think it... Loves the rail, for sure. Yeah, yeah although I think it will be thereabouts, I think it will be definitely under yachts. It's uh, obviously been running really good time and producing big runs, but just not blessed with the early speed. And in a big final, I do like a lot of early speed. And I think the dog that's well-boxed and could open up uh, over the odds is Snickers Minnelli. Just missed last week from box eight. Uh, can show really good early speed and will be out of trouble off the fence. Okay, some of the other ones, uh, big guns in here. Withers, Minnelli, uh, form's been good but just can't seem to win. And uh, you mentioned Naughty Gun there as well. That win last week, the first at Cannington since October. Can you believe that? With a greyhound of this talent that hasn't, hasn't won for that amount of time yeah, at, at headquarters. I've been saying I don't think Naughty Gun's a Cannington dog. The run last start was pretty good, though, running 30.07. Um, if he, we'll need to improve on that in the final, I think, if Naughty Gun wants to win. But with fitness, I think can probably do so. Uh, if he gets an easy lead, but that will be hard with Withers to the inside. It'd be their definite chance. Um, right. He's got Don't Guess in five. Looks tricky from the draw, but it's a dog that's quite strong. The same goes for Fredo Minnelli, a dog that wants to rail from six. So it looks tough on paper, but they're all pretty strong dogs. And um, obviously, if there is chaos, it can throw up a result. Yeah, another cracking race, only a grade five, but uh, a good one for sure. And uh, before we uh, head to the break, uh, we're going to have a quick look at race eight on Saturday. This is the 7.15, uh, the free-to-all, only a six-dog field. No Flake Minnelli this time. Flake's having a rest probably ahead of the WA Distance Championship, I'd say. So Cindy Zoliver out in box one is the is the is the second best stayer in the state at the moment and should just win this one. Is that how you read it, Kel? Yeah, should just win. But um, just for a viewpoint, I'm excited to see what time Cindy Oliver can run. I think, as I said last week, this dog will improve having runs over the 7.15 over and over again. So I'm hoping he can get down to the 42 and in the future get down to that 41.8 mark to see it really competitive. And we could have some really good staying races in the future with Flake Minnelli, Cindy Oliver and the like. So if Cindy's keeps improving, I think we could see some really entertaining 7.15 races. Yeah, we do want to see the, this Greyhound develop. Obviously, pretty handy uh, performance already from it. Well, that uh, is a bit of a look at uh, the racing ahead we're going to have a short break, Cal, but on the other side of that, we're going to be catching up with one of your favourite trainers, uh, a young up-and-coming type, Lewis Clay. Stick around for that one. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the show. Callum Robson is very, very excited right now because we have got on the line Lewis Clay, a young gun trainer. How are you, Lewis? 
How are you, boys? I'm going very well. Excellent, excellent. Now, you and I spoke, I reckon, two, two and a half months or so ago, and you just, yeah, that'd be right. just, just established your kennel down in Namblup. Uh, you had four dogs at the time. In the last couple of months, it's blown up, hasn't it? It's expanded big time. Tell us about that. Yeah, no, it's um, it's got very big very quickly, actually. Um, now we've got thir- 13, 13 dogs in there, and oh, well, basically 12 and one, one pet. So, um, yeah, it's got very big and a lot of young ones coming through. So it's keeping me very busy and doing a lot of trialling and that at the moment. Um, but, no, I'm re- really, really enjoying it. What did you start out with? What 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 dogs did you have? Because you only had one or two, and you you were training out of other people's kennels. Tell us a bit about uh, your, your entry into the sport. Yeah, so I started off at um, Jim Rennick's kennels. Um, I obviously just bought a property out of Namble up and didn't have kennels on there. So yeah, um, Jimmy's obviously my um, grandpa, and and we um, yeah I moved in there and got three kennels, and I just slowly just had a couple of dogs rolling around, something like Stalenberg and up and above and, and um, we also have a couple others. And yeah, now we've obviously got, got the kennels out of my house now. So we, and we started off small for a while. We only had three or four and uh, we had maybe a gun and Daisy Devine and, and Nobelium for a while. And, and yes, yeah, so obviously got a couple of phone calls and a couple of young ones were coming through. So I thought, oh, well, why not? Let's, t- let's take them and we'll give them a go. And so, yeah, they look pretty promising, so we'll just have to see what happens with them from now. Yeah, okay. And you're gaining, com- or you're feeling more confident as a trainer now. You're uh, uh, getting more into it. We we spoke a little bit about this to Morgan Turner last week. Uh, how do you develop as a trainer? You grab a bit off a trainer here, a bit of info off another trainer there, and kind of bring it all together and, and shape it your own way. Is that how it works? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I start off with Jimmy, and he he trains uh, very old school. Um, but I was very good learning that way straight away, and yeah, obviously I'm, I'm I still don't know nothing really compared to everyone else, but um, just knowing a little bit and, and gradually learning from having more dogs, um, I'm just learning so much every day and different different types of dogs and how to train them and do everything differently. It's it's um yeah it's very interesting and I just love love learning so. Um, now, obviously, I still talk to Jimmy a bit, but I also talk with Jamie Marsh a lot, and he's he's um, teaching me a whole lot, so I'm um, very thankful for their support. So, obviously, you have quite a few dogs coming through the kennel. Uh, when you're looking to buy a dog, um, do you look for the dogs that potentially aren't going at their best and get them into your care and try and improve them? Is that the plan? Yeah, yeah, obviously. I've got a couple here that have uh, a couple have had, you know, 15-odd starts for only one win, so... I definitely do look at that, and I like a dog with a lot of early speed. So, um, yeah, just I normally look a bit over east and that now because it's a bit hard buying a WA sometimes. So, yeah, it's 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 just depends on what type of dogs you want to train as well. And my brother and I have looked into, and we we wanted to, we've got a couple of slow box dogs, and we haven't been having much luck. So we thought, well, let's buy a couple of dogs with a bit of early speed. So, yeah, that's what I've been looking into into lately. You've been able to get a few dogs in during the COVID period. Yeah, have you got a couple? Um, <laughs> it's a bit hard getting them over here. It takes a couple of weeks, but um, yeah, the, the lady that we've been using, she's been able to get them over pretty quickly for us. So we've been very lucky. So, how many dogs can you take in your kennel? And if someone did want to send a dog, are they they able to get in touch and uh, send you a dog to train? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I've actually got um, 20 kennels at my house. Um, so you obviously got 12 in there now. So I'll definitely do another eight sitting there. Um, yeah, and I'm always open, open to offers and see what people have. So, yeah, definitely. I reckon uh, Cal's already, the wheels are ticking over. I think he's thinking the next dog might end up uh, <laughs> down your way, mate. Uh, we'll, we'll see how uh, that one goes. Right. We'll, get a, we'll get a nobelium for him. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> we were speaking just a bit before about, uh, you know, the, the whole the virus shutdown and, and how that's affected everything, basically. Uh, look, it's a, it's made you change your uh, employment, uh, I guess, at the moment. Uh, you were doing some greenskeeping prior to the prior to the COVID thing, uh, but now that's kind of gone away. You're, you're full time with the dogs, is that right? Yeah. So yeah, that all shut down, and and he obviously shut his business down as well. So, um, which was unfortunate because I was was quite enjoying it, and you know, a little bit of money here and there was great. But um, with the COVID and that, that obviously had to shut down, and now I've yeah taken on the dogs full time so um yeah I'm just really just really enjoying it and, and love what I do so I just can't complain with how everything's planned out. Now on to the important stuff there <laughs> with with your dogs there seems to be large market fluctuations. Uh is that a representation of you and does the does the kennel love a punt and do you do you do the form and know when the dogs are gonna win? Uh, I do do a bit of the form, yeah I don't I don't mind doing that and um I actually part a bit similar to you. I always have a little bit of similar selections, um, but no, we I've got a couple of friends that have been in dogs, and, and they've got a lot of friends. So um, when I do give out a tip here and there, which isn't very often, but I do, um, they always seem to have a bit on it. And, and when it does get up, it's um, yeah, you do see a lot of fluctuation in the market. Um, yeah, Daisy Divine was a big fluctuation uh, a couple of weeks ago, and and. Um, as well, so yeah, I've had a for that. Yeah, we saw oh, Daisy Devine on debut. I, I was talking to one of your mates down there, and when when the dog placed second, there was a big roar, and it sounded like there was only a hundred at the first meeting at Mandra, but there sounded like there was a thousand in there. Yeah, they um, that was one of yeah, they're all from down south and big group of. You're not going to win, but you'll run a drum, and four dollars was well over the odds, so they were very very keen to. Get Get involved, all right. Yeah, good stuff. Tell now, tell us, uh, Lewis, about uh, some of your some of your dogs you've got going around and what we should be looking forward to uh, coming up. I've got Nobelium in on Friday. Um, she's obviously got a real hard field and drawn box eight. That's five box eight out of the last eight. So, right. Um, unfortunately, she needs the inside. So, uh, yeah, she just will tick around and hopefully get back up the grades, back to a grade five soon and. And hopefully be thereabouts again. But she's racing very well at the moment. I can't complain with her. It has been a handy type for you, for sure. Yeah, she's been she's been great, and um, you know tries her hard out every week, and and uh, yeah, I just can't complain with how she's going. She's racing so well. So yeah, you just put her in once a week, and we just keep putting her around. And yeah, she's been a great little money spinner straight away. Yeah, I'm still trying to get over last week, and I thought she got there on the line. I was at the track, and I. Couldn't quite line up the line, and I thought oh, I was a bit of trouble that wide. And Avilion kicks up the fence, and that would have been a good result. But did you have anything on? Um, a little bit, yeah. I was, I don't know, I was just a bit worried with Starbuck on the inside. You know, she likes to use a bit of the track, and Nobelium, she can jump, but she hasn't been jumping that well. So I was a little bit worried myself, but I definitely had a bit to place. Um, and I just was very happy the way she finished the race. That was unreal. She's just racing so well. 
What about some of your other greyhounds, mate? Uh, Red Eye Flyer, race one, number one Friday night. Uh, how's this dog going to go? Yeah, I was very keen to get the box one, that's for sure. Um, you know, she's been a great addition to the kennels and um, Vince Reid sent them to me and she's been showing a lot of promise in her trials, a lot of early speed. So hopefully she can boot up on the inside and hold hold them out and hopefully hold on over the line. You know, she might get a little bit tired late, but yeah, she's been going okay lately. So hopefully we can get the cash. And you mentioned one pet in the kennel. Would that by any chance be Stalenberg? No, actually, um, after her last start when she won, um, I sold her. So, no, it's actually West on Zena. Uh-huh. She um, was no superstar, but she was our first first greyhound we owned, so we had to keep her. Right. Where's Stalenberg now? Uh, Stalenberg, uh, Keith Anderson bought her. So she's. I think she's out at John Rigetti's house now. Okay. And they're going to um, gonna breed with her. Oh, nice. Very good. What about yeah. s- s- some of the young ones uh, coming through there, Lewis? Yeah, I've got uh, four SB pups out of 30 talks. Uh, they're, they're going okay. Um, they had their first looks a few weeks ago, and I've just tipped them out for a little bit of a spell, but they're coming back now. So, yeah, they, they look, they're very nice-sized dogs, and they look, they look really nice, so hopefully they can run. and They showed a little bit of promise in their trials, so, yeah, we'll just see what happens with them it's on, um, on Saturday morning. So we'll see how they go over the 300 at Mandra. So red-eyed flyer would be the bet for Friday night for the punters out there. Yeah, definitely red-eyed flyer. I think I think she should be able to get the cash if she can jump like she's been doing in trials. I think we should be able to hold on over the line. All right, good stuff. Thank you, Lewis. Uh, looking forward to seeing red-eyed flyer on Friday and indeed into the future, as well as your progress uh, as one of the leading train into one of the leading trainers in WA, mate. Thank you very much for joining us and all the best. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. There we go. Lewis Clay on the radio giving us his thoughts about his greyhounds over the weekend. Uh, Cal, you happy? We've had Lewis on now. You've been uh, you've been you've been keen to get him on for some time now. Yeah, he's very much underrated in my opinion. Um, you look at some of the dogs he gets. He doesn't get the best top tier dogs, and uh, a dog like Nobelium, who was running around the twenty three seconds consistently, he's got that dog down running twenty two sixty five. So. I think once you get some good crop and some dogs with some talent, I think watch out and hopefully I'm I'm trying to organise to get a dog to him. We had a couple, <laughs> we had a couple of dogs that um, are decent and I want to want to use him in the future. So um, I'm planning on getting a couple of dogs and sending him his way. All right, well there you go. Yeah, a really nice young guy, uh, and he's doing all the right things in the sport. So uh, Lewis Clay, there. Going to have a quick break. Uh, we'll catch you on the other side. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. All right, we are back. And look out, everyone, because Callum Robson's got a bee in his bonnet. What is this beef? Is it a beef you've got with WA Bread Races, Cal? Just elaborate on this, will you? Well, it's not so much a beef. It's just I was having a look at the programming, and there seems to be a lot of races, I'm talking listed and above, the races that are worth the 20000 and above, uh, for races that are for W Bread uh, dogs only. Now, that's a, obviously a restriction, and quite a few of the dogs are brought in from over east. Some of our best dogs are brought in from over east. So, like Buster the Brute, for example. Like Buster the Brute, for example. <laughs> um, I do agree there should be an incentive for WA Bread dogs. I understand that. They want to support the local industry. But 
having races, and especially the big races for dogs that are WA bred, limits the fields that we can have, and the best dogs can't be uh, can't be racing. So if you look at an example from the 26th of June, we had the Sandgroper at Mandra. The 11th of July, we had the West Chase at Cannington. The 19th of September, we've got the WA Bread Championship. And there's only one dog in that period. There's only one dog race in that period of time. It's listed above that dogs can all race in. And that's the spring gift at Cannington. So you have three races, the biggest races we have for WA Bread Dogs. And only one for that WA Bread Dogs can obviously run in and that everyone else can run in. Well, what's your problem with WA Bread Dogs, mate? Come on. There's nothing wrong with WA Bread Dogs. I just don't, we should have so many uh, dog races for the dogs. And uh, like most other codes, you look at the harness. It's restrictive, obviously, because you can't put your dog in. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and those we saw the free for all when I talked about it, the free for all th- fall through. That was because the WA Bread Championships are on. So it's not only the races that are um, that are hampered; it's also the free for alls and the quality of dogs that can uh, race in those dogs. And then we have dogs like Buster the Brute that can't race on the weekend. So I think you just need to get involved in the breeding over here, mate. No, oh, breeding's too expensive for me. Um, but I think the WA dogs should be incentivised. Like other harness and thoroughbreds, they do bonuses. I think yep. we should maybe look at that. And if you if you are a WA bred and you do take out a listed race, maybe get an extra extra bit of money on the side. Well, this there, there is the West Chase uh, bonus scheme over here. I'm not fully across it. Maybe this is a question, Cal. We can get uh, Peter Howe from uh, Rawa on, uh, on board on this one. You can maybe... Raise this one with him, but uh, yeah, okay. You, that's your opinion. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll follow this one up and maybe get a bit more into it. What about the nationals, Cal? Nationals not happening this year. We're scheduled to be in Sydney due to the COVID situation. Uh, not happening. We will still be having the state championships though. The WA series. Here's what's happening with that one. On Saturday, 8th of August, will be the WA Distance Final and the Sprint Heats. And then on Thursday, the 13th of August, we'll be having the WA Sprint Final, and that's when all the Sprint Finals from around the nation will be happening. State fin- uh, state champions will be crowned. Obviously, there's no national series to go to, but still uh, a, a race with a lot of races with a lot of interest in them. Exactly. Uh, it's one of the races I look forward to. So it's a shame mm, that it um, the Greyhounds can't come together and form that ultimate final. But the state championships will still be great and we'll see great fields throughout. Um, the final from over here will be probably amazing with the amount of dogs that have gone through. And I think the other states are pretty popular too. Yeah, absolutely. For a WA perspective, we're looking at uh, just looking at the crystal ball ahead to what's likely to happen. Flake Manelli obviously stand out in the stairs division. Uh, Long-range forecast. Can't, can we see anything knocking that off uh, over here? No. The only problem will be, Flake, if it's a full field and you have like a hurricane tears drawn inside. But from an ideal point of view and the uh, point of view that I'd, the ultimate field I'd like to take to race in the big final, I'd definitely have Flake Manelli. All right. And from a WA sprinter's perspective, obviously Tommy Shelby comes... Uh, back in the frame, uh, what other dogs are we looking at here? Yeah, I'd, I, well, I'd personally take Tommy Shelby. I think he's the most adaptable to beat the rest of the nation. Um, he has that lightning early speed. We saw that at Wentworth Park. Um, dogs like Zach Minnelli, I know he's injured at the moment. I don't know whether he's going to be back or not. I doubt it. Um, other dogs, Campini, he might come back for it. Um, It'd be interesting to know with the with the incentive of not go, going to the Group 1 overall final whether the, whether dogs will be brought back as in the past they probably would have been right yeah because it's yeah. such a um what's a great incentive to bring mm. back whether it's um 
uh, yeah, whether it's uh, as much an incentive now, I don't know. What about to uh, have a quick look at some of the, the Eastern States dogs that we we might be liking to have a look at? Obviously, Victoria always strong, uh, certainly in the Stairs division, but you've probably gone a little bit different to what I would have gone for as your kind of leading hope for that one. Yeah, I've gone with Shimmer Shine. Uh, we saw the run at Sandown last start. It went 5.93 early, which is the seventh quickest ever. Uh, 18.43 down the back, which is the fifth quickest ever recorded at Sandown. And the overall time of 28.95 is the second quickest ever. Uh, 0.1 outside, or 0.01 outside the track record. So I think that dog, from an overall point of view, I think it's probably the best dog in Australia at the moment. Okay, big call, because the Vicks have a lot of really good sprinters. Simon told Helen... Uh, Black Opium, that's that's come up again, and Catch the Thief. Obviously, all very we're all very familiar with those dogs because they've had a connection uh, with WA. Uh, Vic's always strong in in that field. What about some of the other standouts from the other states that we might? Yeah, see so I'll just run through them all quickly. Uh, New Zealand, I take Aussie in the sprint. Up and come only had fourteen starts in the stayers. That have Mighty Muscle, uh, slow early but very strong. Uh, Queensland, Omiki. Ran 29.45, beating Who's Top Stevie two starts, uh, four starts ago in the Stairs Velocity. Tina, who started a short price favourite in the Queensland Cup. South Australia, I'm going with Shadow Mist. Up-and-comer flies out. Ran 29.47 over the 5.15 after copying a bump. Um, Stairs, Sir Truckland, there's no contest. In the sprint for New South Wales, I'd go Ebby Infrared. Made the maturity final, good early speed. In the Stairs, I'd go good one. Bit of X Factor. Was bought for massive money and is really strong. All right, what I'm going to do, I'm put, throwing the challenge down to you next week, Cal. I want you to come up with a dream Nationals distance and a Nationals sprint final, okay? That's that's your homework for next week. All right, uh, we're going to have a quick break, and on the other side will be a David Short. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back and joining us now is David Short from uh, Tab Touch. How are you, Shorty? Oh, very well indeed. Thanks, JB. Cal, nice to be with you, fellas. Yes, indeed. Uh, mate, plenty happening as always. Uh, what about Cannington last night? Chris House with a couple of impressive winners. Really liked his uh, two dogs that got up last night. Yeah, they may well have been uh, basically clones for each other there last night, Weston Roger mm. and Sir Monty, because they both won in identical times, 29-71. Uh, I think we can trust both races from a form reference perspective heading forward. Weston Roger, 29-71. The dog that finished runner-up there, Hairpin Trigger, broke 30 seconds as well. You can follow Hairpin Trigger over the next little bit. And even the third dog, Sweet But Psycho, 30-05. A win doesn't look to be too far away there, so that's a really hot race that we can follow the form out of. And in Sir Monty's race, uh, Rambo's boy, 29.93, finishing runner-up. I think there uh, there's a handful of dogs that we can follow with a bit of confidence over the next little patch. So both really good performances, though, for Chris Hulse's duo, Weston Roger and Sir Monty. Yeah, indeed. Sir Monty, I think, looking at uh, bigger and better things, obviously. Last night as well, Cody Charles, a couple of winners. He did uh, early on in the program with Rhonda Keeping running 16.29 and Sapphire Rose 30 and 38. They look like the sort of dogs that will be winning their share of races in lower grade events over the next few months. And Hirokino Fun getting up. I've been, I haven't been able to get on this dog every time I've tipped it. It hasn't, hasn't come up, but uh, it finally got, got there last night. And didn't just get there either. It absolutely blew up what was a pretty reasonable field. The overall time was hot, 29.45. 
21.72 over that shorter trip is really humming along. And I guess the, what we can gain out of that is later in the night, a dog by the name of Fab's Excise from the Joe Daly Kennel, who we know is a Saturday night top grade runner over that particular distance of 380, one in 21.61. So for Herakino Fun, effectively to get within a length and a half of that running time of Fab's Excise gives us a really good guide that Herakino Fun is a low-grade dog with races to win, can win a few races potentially in a row over the next few weeks. Um, speaking of Fab's Excise and that 21.61 effort, there was a big performance in this race, and we might get a price about the dog. Global event, the runner-up got a run as a reserve, went 21.98, got checks in the run, and beat home some pretty nice dogs. I think Global Event's a dog to follow over the next little patch. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it's nice uh, effort to run second, but Fab's Excise, I thought, overdue. To, to finally get a win there. And, and Butters up again on Saturday night, I note. Uh, that's worth uh, having a look at there, Saturday night, Fab's Excise. Generally, when this dog hits form, it stays in form. So Fab's Excise to get the cash and butter up with uh, two wins in the space of four days on Saturday night, I'd suggest. All right. Any other dogs we should be looking out for from uh, last night, mate? Uh, there's one, there's a hidden one here, and you wouldn't want to be having your life on it. But I thought the effort of Bobby Tucks was a pretty solid effort behind Pat Up Elise. I think it went around at about a $41 price tag there last night. Look, it's no star, Bobby Tucks, but the way that it ran there last night in a weak race, it might nick one at double figure odds over the next little patch. It's just worth keeping an eye on. And if you like your dogs at bigger odds, Bobby Tucks doesn't have a super record, but off that run last night, it might be able to nick one at odds the next little bit. All right, one to note down. What about tonight at Mandra? What are we uh, liking there, mate? Yeah, I thought it was a, a solid program tonight. The three that I'll be teaming up with in the first, number eight, Incredible Zeus, been racing really consistently in recent times for Wayne Beamish. Um, strikes a race that's very winnable. So uh, race one, number eight, the Fairy Floss runner, Incredible Zeus. Uh, another pink rug, race seven, number eight, in Oriental this is the dog we touched on mm. last week. When he gets in the zone, he just keeps winning. And the field that he beat last week was of a much stronger nature than what he runs into tonight. So Owen uh, looks a leg of a multi tonight. And I thought it was a bit of value race nine, uh, number six, Alvarado. This is a moderate race at best. Alvarado's best in this lineup would be winning and should be getting each way odds about it. So I'll stick with race nine, number six, Alvarado as our each way play tonight. But earlier in the night, couple of pink rugs, race one, number eight, Incredible Zeus, and race seven, number eight, Oriental Owen. Yeah, Alvarado there for Damien Crudelli. Yeah, five in a row now, Oriental Owen, just a, just a lazy five. He's got another five at least to roll before he loses again. Yeah, he just he gets on a absolute spree, doesn't he? He can really get hot, and um, he runs into pretty much, most of the time, similar dogs each week over the same tracks and distances, so... Uh, he's been a mighty campaigner over the shorter trips with Steve Richards for a really long period of time. What about a quick look at uh, Friday and Saturday there, Shorty? I thought uh, we could ch- just wear the red all night on Friday nights at Mandra because uh, the three I like are all coming from the inside draw. Race five, number one, tandem at pace. Last couple of runs from this dog against hotter opposition at what it meets on Friday night have been really good draws to be uh, the dog to beat, race five, number one. Uh, the old Greybeard, he's been one of our favourites uh, for a long period of time on the downgrade, Booksy Manelli. Uh, probably prefer to see him drawn wide, but that said, his record off the inside draw is not terrible. 
If he gets a look at them late, he'll be steaming to the line. Race six, number one, Brooksy Manelli. Place heavy on an each-way basis. And then race 11, number one, Harper's Hero. Looks to have a bit on these. It's a leg of a multi there on Friday night. Race five, number one. Race six, number one. Race 11, number one. And a good program, Cannington Saturday. Race three, number two, Chomp Manelli. Race four, number three, Sunset Milo. They'll both be at each-way odds. And the one that will be short but sweet is race eight, number one, Cindy's Oliver in the staying race. How, how short is it going to be there, Shorty? Just, uh, just out of interest? Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to take around a dollar fifty, Cindy's Oliver, dollar forty to a dollar fifty. We'd take that in some multis. It's a one outer in in the uh, last leg of the quaddy there on Saturday night. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, good stuff, mate. Appreciate your thoughts uh, for the uh, next uh, few nights. Uh, all the best for punting. We'll catch you next week. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Good punting. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, David Short there from Tab Touch. Cal, do you concur with those or what have you got for the next few nights? Yeah, um, I think he's on the sh- um, on the mark there. Oriental Owen, I know it's short, but box mm. eight's perfect for the dog and he always does enough just to win. He's not one that will blow a field apart. He races to the lead and then sort of looks like he slows down towards the end just to make the other dogs uh, catch him up a bit and he just gets in. But uh, tonight I've gone race eight, number one, Menando Magic. Um, strange run last start from box seven, led and got tied around the bend, but then kicked in the straight. Uh, bit of faith in the trainer wouldn't send him around if the dog wasn't injured. So I think box one's perfect. Ran a good race, three, uh, two starts to go over the 5.20. I think it's definitely the um, definitely uh, over the odds here. And race 12, number six, it's a newcomer. So it won't be in those WA bred races, but uh, try catch me for Glenn Curry. Uh, it's a dog that shows really good early speed. Um, it's racing over the 302 and you're getting a decent price to find out. Once you get onto a thing, mate, you do not let go. You're like a bulldog. <laughs> uh, dear. All right. So that's uh, And weekend, oh, we, we've discussed all that. Have you got anything we haven't uh, covered off on that? Yeah, Um. I'll be quite, depending on the price, I'll be keen son of Jamaica if we can get uh, the right price. Um, I think Hurricane Tears will be winning race seven as well. All right, there you go. There's Callum Robson's thoughts for the weekend. Well, that's all we've got time for, Cal. Great show. Great to talk to Lewis Clay uh, and uh, great to get uh, your thoughts. Hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll catch you next week on Go Greyhounds. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.